0: Together.
1: show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Wow, what a wet day we have today. A total of uh, just over two inches of rain has fallen at Reynolds Field Jackson yeah. County Airport. How about
2: Farmington? 5.1 inches, mm-hmm. which is uh, once every 100 years. been talking to some friends in that area and they have leaky roofs. <laughs> well, there's friends, you have friends in
1: this area with leaking roofs. I have friends in this building with leaky roofs. <laughs> That's <right. Yes. laughs> Uh, I thought it was a lot more rain than two inches, but you know, it's locally heavy Yeah. and the, um, the tent in front of Bellanote almost blew away last I night. I
2: noticed that <laughs> when I pulled in this morning, so I had to alter my uh, parking space. I don't know if Brandon did too. But uh, the heck with the rain, it's freezing out. It was like winter, so this morning was the uh, scramble. Anyone with school children, where the hell's the winter coat? And uh, we had to find it. And, um, you know, does it fit? So that's what we were doing this morning.
1: 47 degrees right now. And we are going to continue to receive rain uh, all day, pretty much. Great. Again, great. Can you imagine? I was thinking yesterday can you imagine if Bright Walls, if the weather in the Bright Walls didn't cooperate? this, This was Bright Walls? No. Wow. No.
2: I'm glad it wasn't.
1: We uh, reached a milestone in the state of Michigan yesterday. As expected, uh, the state went over a million COVID-19 cases since the start of the pandemic uh, last March and that doesn't include about a quarter of a million suspected cases So more than one in 10 Michiganders have had COVID. That's amazing.
2: It is amazing. That's amazing. We have Dr. Cortland contained here and uh, today on today's show, and, and we'll be able to talk about that, how it's affecting the hospital, how, uh, uh, how it's affecting our community, and uh, yeah, over 1 million people in the state. Um, that's a lot, a lot of people.
1: We looked at the uh, vaccination uh, versus hospitalization rates going back to the start of uh, this year, and of all hospitalizations since January 1st, 92% were unvaccinated. 92% of COVID hospitalizations unvaccinated. And, hmm. yeah.
2: My math is not great, as you know. But that simple number that we've been talking about for a long time is, I mean, you know, what more do you need to know? If you had a 92% chance of winning the lottery, would you play it more? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yesterday, the uh, FDA authorized booster shots of the Pfizer vaccine, who are 65 and older or at high risk of contracting the virus, including at their jobs. So someone at Kroger, for example, that's 40 uh, would be eligible. But uh, um, the CDC advisory panel has to uh, approve that before they can actually start giving those third booster shots. And that though is expected either today or tomorrow. And that's Pfizer oh it's not Correct. Moderna or and I think we'll ask um, Dr. Katayan t- today too about the mixing and matching because people have been doing that mm-hmm. and that now is a big question with those that have had the two Moderna shots like you and me uh, we don't have authorization for the third shot mm-hmm. but there's a third Author, the authorization for third shot of the Pfizer. So mm-hmm. can you mix and match?
2: Well, I'm not a doctor, so I can't uh, answer that question. <laughs> asking you. But I'll go straight to the <laughs> internet to see what the people are saying. Mm-hmm. No, I, d- I don't think, but we'll find out. We shall find out.
1: Uh, the uh, budget, the state budget, mm-hmm. uh, nearly $70 billion. Uh, the governor is expected to sign that either today or tomorrow. An uh, amazing agreement uh, between the legislature and the governor, but they're still uh, sparring on one detail. In the budget, there is a provision that would ban the state from instituting either uh, vaccine or mask mandates anywhere. And with the budget, you know, the governor has a uh, line item veto. Right. So she is expected Obviously. to yeah. cross that out.
2: Obviously she will cross that out. So, um, And that really doesn't have anything to do with the budget. No. That I can tell.
1: It's not a, you know, there's a thousand pages, that, and, and really, uh, no, one read, no one's read the budget. No. None, of the, none of the legislators that actually vote on it have actually read it. No, uh, they just
2: look at the total, right? Yeah. That's what you do. Just well, they like look when for the things they've put in. Right, is that in there? Yeah. Or not? yeah. Well, they have their aides look for the things yeah, so that are in
1: there. So. Um, Mike Scherke put a couple things in for Jackson. I like it. What, did he put anything in there for me specifically? Nothing for you specifically. A million dollars for a Cascades Ponds uh, dredging project. And the estimate of actual cost of that is way, way, way more. (laughs) Yeah. And 10 million (laughs) for renovating the Frost School for the ISD. Mm. And about a quarter million to help clean up uh, the soil where the new Y is going to go. So we'll look through the budget and see if there's any more uh, pork for
3: Jackson.
2: <laughs> yeah, it feels like Halloween weather today and Brandon and I were discussing that getting the kids Halloween costumes uh, together. If it just this is like the Halloween night this weather. It, it seems is. like we've had so. every
1: hal- every, growing up every Halloween I had just it like, was this. like this.
2: Yeah, and you grew up more in the northeast, so you probably had worse weather than it was often. than here, mm-hmm. so um, but you know, we're 93 days until Christmas. Is oh that my depressing? Gosh. I've started my Christmas countdown. 93 days. <laughs> Let's christmas just do i'm sorry halloween look at you just you're ready to i yeah. know i'm sorry that's bad we're gonna have a christmas party this year we are sure. hopefully you can't predict anything <laughs> <There's> no... <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay all right <laughs> we're gonna have a christmas party this year
1: it's too early to predict although um, yesterday they announced the downtown jackson christmas parade is on
2: yeah yes yes it is mm-hmm. so we'll we'll be there for that. Uh, you and I went to Optimist Ice Arena last night. Boy, it was cold in there. What's um, <laughs> freezing in there? I was there five minutes, and uh, Kyle Fields asking me to coach a team in there. So oh. um, I hope but you said no. I did. Uh, tip of the cap to those coaches, though. Um, One of them was in shorts. I know. I saw yeah. that. Um, but yeah, and then there were some people. Uh, James's grandma was there. Uh, Mary O'Brien. Mary, she was dressed like she, she, just got off one of those deadliest catch boats. Did you see that? <laughs> it was unbelievable. And then um, James's grandpa, was other grandpa, was uh, he was tasked with picking James up from school. And uh, he told us there was a little hit and run. Do you remember that? What happened? There was a little hit and run. Someone hit his car no. and then left. At the school? Yeah, you, didn't have, you weren't listening? I didn't hear you were, that. Li- he was literally telling you that. but I,
1: I kind of tuned stuff like that Yeah,
2: out. some, uh, I won't say the make and model, but a large SUV scraped his bumper and then just took off. Really? Who was it? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't
2: know who it was. Did
1: you get a description? I
2: did. I know exactly who it was. Did you get a partial plate? I didn't get a partial plate, but I got a make and model. Hmm. It's okay. You? Aaron's truck is, you know, it's not brand new. It just scraped a little bit of the bumper.
1: It's an old truck. It's a piece.
2: <laughs> no, no. But uh, hockey season is in full effect. But was funny is um, you're expecting another grandson or granddaughter in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm expecting a niece or nephew. Right. Um, your grandson James had a new hockey jersey on, and it was supposed to be a gift from his new sibling, but his mother left it on the table. So he put it on, and he had a Mighty Ducks jersey on last night. Mm-hmm. He looked good. So
1: Did you bring a picture of it? No. Did you? <laughs> I do. I do have a picture of it. but I, I didn't. I didn't
2: send it to the upstairs. I'll get so. it upstairs. Yeah. Hmm. So, hey, let's talk about some uh, high school sports. We have our extreme dodge scoreboard. All right. I feel sorry for some of these athletes that have to play outside, but inside volleyball, Lumen Christie three, Hastings two. The Titans lost game one, but rebounded by winning three of the next four. Luma Christie pulled away in game five as Courtney Callahar served six consecutive points with the Titans leading 7-6. Callahar finished the night with 12 kills and Ashley Hilderly tallied 13 kills for the Titans. Western three, Penfield zip. Panthers improved to 3-0 in the I-8. Lily Luma and Delaney Cole each had 10 kills. Bryn Rogers dished 41 assists and Hannah Pratt finished with 18 Digs for Western, and Harper Creek beat Northwest three to two. We also have uh, equ- more equestrian uh, news. I need. To, I. Why didn't you buy me a horse when I was little?
1: Um, we got your baby horse.
2: You didn't give me a baby horse. <laughs> I wanted a horse because um, I I would have done equestrian. So Northwest they won the district title in. A Equestrian, and they'll uh, represent the area October first through third at the Michigan Interscholastic Horsemanship Association Regional Tournament in Mason. The top two teams in each district uh, will advance to the regional, and members of the Northwest squad are Skylar Tucker, Caitlin Sommer, Rachel Keeler, Taryn Berkey pyle and Ava Connor. And that's according to the school's Facebook page. So. Good luck. Congratulations. It's becoming really popular.
1: Equestrian. I mean, we're learning about some new sports that are in high school. I didn't realize, like, equestrian and fishing. Yep. Yeah.
2: Bass fishing? Mm-hmm. Yes. I love it. Yep.
1: We had love the uh, world champion bass, bass fisherman on the show yesterday. And
2: uh, we had a local that is uh, going to be a professional. I don't know if you know that. No. Uh, Robbie LaFierre has uh, oh my qualified, and he will be competing professionally next year. And I believe he gets a two or three-year... Uh, pro card, um, but he qualified ahead of schedule, and um, very excited uh, for him. And he'll be on the show October fifth, so mm. we're gonna we're gonna have him on. And we've got a pro bass fisherman in Jackson.
1: Well, we should it's with awesome. all our lakes. I know,
2: it's it's awesome. So I hope uh, I hope he brings some uh, cool pictures. The I have seen some pictures of the fish he catches. Mm. Uh, we don't catch that those fish. He kept big fish, very big fish. Yeah. Very big fish, so.
1: Six pounds.
2: Oh, no, 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 six pounds. They're way bigger than that. I mean, he catches some six pounders.
1: I think that's the average of what they catch during the the competition.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've seen him holding up a couple of 12 pound, 12 pounders,
1: so. Mm -mm. What's the biggest fish you caught?
2: Uh, Three and a half pounds.
1: (laughs) How do you know? I
2: don't know. Oh, there's James. There's Jim.
1: And his new Mighty Ducks.
2: So, I was thinking, man, those jerseys look expensive. I would like one. So I asked Joey, they're not that expensive. You can no. get them on Amazon for 36 bucks. I got myself one last night, <laughs> and uh, I just felt like I needed one. So, yeah. now uh, my little nephew Jimmy and I will match.
1: Well, yours fit? I is is the, the price cheaper for the Same little? size
2: for an adult. Really? Mm-hmm. We should get one. We should all get them.
1: <laughs> That's a great idea.
2: Yeah. Should we get to some uh, serious business? Let's. Let's do it. Dr. Cortland Katayan will be with us next here on The Morning Show.
3: The Pick Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and Cac supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. Our modern facility is open seven days a week and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best.
4: Lester Brothers has been performing driveway installations for over 30 years. Crushed asphalt is one of our most popular driveway gravels and an overall Lester Brothers favorite. When spread properly, it can last for many years. It's 100% recycled, environmentally friendly, quarter of the cost of hot asphalt, dust free and ready for immediate use after construction. Contact Lester Brothers today for a free timely estimate for your future crushed asphalt driveway or parking lot.
3: If you're looking for a personalized car buying experience, then visit the team at Auto Merchants buy, sell, and trade without the backroom haggling. You'll work with one person start to finish. Put our 30 years of financing experience to work, finding your next ride.
0: At Consumers Energy, we believe change is imagining. Change is big, small, clean, him, them, us, you, Together, we can bring clean energy to Michigan and protect the environment for generations to come. Learn about your clean energy choices and how you can become a force of change. ConsumersEnergy.com change. Trick or treat, forget the trick and just treat yourself this fall. Now through October 31st, when you open a qualifying auto loan or personal loan or refinance from another financial institution, you'll have the chance to win up to $500 on a scratch-off ticket from American One Credit Union. And every scratch-off ticket is a winner. For more information or to apply for an American One loan, visit AmericanOneCU.org federally insured
1: by the NCUA. Today on The Morning Show, we're happy to welcome back the Vice President of Population Health at Henry Ford Allegiance South, Dr. Cortland Katayan. Cortland, nice to see you again.
4: Good morning, thank you. Welcome back.
1: Uh, I know staffing shortages is a big issue right now in all of healthcare, and yesterday Cranes reported that uh, Henry Ford Health System is uh, recruiting nurses from outside the country uh, placing ads looking for uh, nurses in the Philippines. Is that unusual?
4: Um, so it's actually happened once before. Years and years ago the health system did this actually um, but yeah, very very unusual circumstances. Um, right last year the CEO announced that I think at the Mackinac Policy Conference um, just a few days ago and um, uh, somewhere, somewhere around 300 you know a couple hundred nurses they're looking to get um we've had beds right now that have to be closed across mm-hmm. the system. There's um, uh, I th- I think it's about hundred and fifty beds across the Henry Ford system that we can't staff right now. So um so we're looking at creative ways to make sure we get the get the staffing we need.
2: Is the majority of the uh staff shortages in the nursing?
4: Uh nursing um but but all kinds of other there's like nursing techs that help mm-hmm. with other tasks that nurses do. There's uh, medical assistance uh, food services housekeeping environmental i mean really mm-hmm. all the way down um, we have we're having having trouble, and um, this is common in healthcare everywhere right now mm-hmm. um, it, everybody's feeling this
1: and that uh, translates to essentially a whole floor at' the hospital That's closed.
4: Right. yeah 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 it's <coughs> it um uh, it definitely affects our our ability to care for to care for people locally. So we we know the staffing's a problem and everybody's dealing with it. So we're we're doing our best to make sure that we address the need.
2: Yeah, directly related to COVID too. Um, obviously, uh, we're talking about the numbers, the the folks coming in, um, with without the vaccine, ending up in the ER. It, it seems like we've been talking about that number and it's still it still just doesn't resonate with people. Um, what are you seeing um, in the last maybe few weeks?
4: Uh, you know, it's, so we, have been relatively, um, I think stable in terms of our COVID population mm-hmm. and, and it ranges between sort of 20 and 30 individuals who are in house, uh, we say, uh, with COVID. Um, the majority of those are unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that have been vaccinated are usually the ones that have really more severe chronic immunocompromising you know, compromising conditions. Uh, but, um, but yeah, pretty, pretty stable that we've got a COVID population in house pretty much all the time at this point.
1: We're uh,
2: getting ready to roll out a booster shot and then mm-hmm. possibly uh, five to 11 age range uh, coming up online. Are you concerned um, with the staff shortage uh, that we are experiencing? Are you concerned that uh, the rollout will not be as uh, as smooth as it should be?
4: So uh, <coughs> I think we have a lot more opportunities to get people vaccinated in other places now, which mm-hmm. helps a lot. Um, so pharmacies in particular, I think have stepped up in a really big way. Um, of course, there's the health department. So there's other places that are distributing vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that vaccine rollout is to a much smaller segment of the population now than, than we did previously. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, we'll do our best to make sure everybody that needs it gets it or who wants it gets it, but I, I think we'll get there.
1: I know that um, health authorities are really, um, just scratching their heads at, the, at being so perplexed as to the, the large percentage of the population not getting the vaccine, what is there left to do? What, what, are, what kinds of <laughs> measures are you looking at to get that rate of vaccination up?
4: Yeah, I think you know, we'll continue to provide um, education to folks and help provide reassurance, um, yeah, making it available now that it's available in so many places, Right compared to where it was before. Uh, I think that's helpful. The um, uh, and we're going to see more companies that have different versions of mandates. Um, so our, our deadline for the mandate was September tenth, um, and uh, ninety nine percent of people got vaccinated. I mean, oh. very high percentage. We had some people with uh, exemptions for religious or um, uh, medical reasons, or they couldn't get the vaccine, but. Um, Ultimately, most people came around, and very pleased to see that. I think we'll see more companies that are gonna end up doing that too, because it's very interrupting to business operations to have people out all the time or in quarantine.
2: I told uh, Brandon this morning I was gonna ask you some what I thought were maybe silly questions. Um, There are millions of people out there that believe that there is a microchip in the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Is there room for a microchip in the vaccine?
4: That would be um, really incredible technology (laughs) if we were able able to do that. you know, the my uh, my cell phone reception hasn't changed at all since I've gotten vaccinated. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. we have the microchip yeah. following us around yeah. actually with every people, day. People that
1: don't want the government tracking them uh, with a microchip, they're tracking you with the microchip <laughs> with your cell phone. <laughs> yeah. um,
2: another question: um, the only active ingredient mm. is the mRNA. Yeah. What does that mean?
4: Yeah. So so mRNA. Um, is a <coughs> it's it's the um, the part of our cell that provides the instructions for proteins we make, and we are built out of proteins. So um, DNA is the is the is the blueprint. Mm-hmm. RNA is the messenger, and then protein is the end product, and that's the that's the assembly line inside yeah. the cell. And so um, that that is actually incredibly brilliant technology. I mean, the, the technology on these vaccines, the mRNA technology, is the product of 60, 70 years of research mm-hmm. ever since figuring out that DNA is that blueprint um, for mm-hmm. the genome and now being able to basically um, manipulate that um, mRNA component to create the protein we need. Mm-hmm. So that's why we know the vaccine can't make anybody sick with COVID because it, we're literally not providing the instructions right. for COVID, right. just for a little piece of the virus. Right. Um, so it, it's, it's very, very incredible technology. Mm-hmm.
1: We've got a million uh, Michiganders who've had COVID and a good percentage of those people are saying, I don't need the vaccine. I've had COVID. I'm naturally immune. And yesterday someone said, well, it's been proven for a year. Well, it hasn't been proven for a year. Has it?
4: Yeah. So I think, I think there's two things to that. The first is um, I was very sad to see that million milestone. um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's probably a gross underestimate of the real number, right? Because a lot of people don't get tested had COVID, didn't know it. So it's, it's, you know, it could be two, three, four times higher than that, um, the number of people that have truly had COVID. Um, And I've heard this argument, the natural immunity thing, it's a very, um, uh, very common argument right now. And um, I think my question to those people is, um, do they plan to get COVID every year for the rest of their life Um, because, we do know from previous coronaviruses that natural immunity wanes Uh and it usually wanes after a year, two years at the most. So they're not going to be immune to COVID forever. Uh, and so they're always going to be at risk of, um, a very serious disease.
2: Uh, We talk about, um, the trial, trial drugs and folks not wanting to get anything that's not approved Mm -hmm. by the FDA. Are there uh, instances where Bart and I could go into the ER for something and we'd get administered something that was still under approval for the FDA to save our life?
4: Um, well, I mean, ab- absolutely. I mean, there's definitely cases where, so the, the, the monoclonal antibody treatments we use to treat COVID are emergency youth off- mm-hmm. authorization. Um, remdesivir, which is uh, the one of the kind of main treatments we use um, for people in-house with COVID is, is an EUA medication. So um, I mean, just for COVID, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But then across the board, I mean, we actually use medications all the time, off-label. That's mm-hmm. a very common, right? They'll have an FDA approved use for one thing and we'll mm-hmm. use it off-label for something else. So that, that's very, very common practice. and mm-hmm. Medicine happens every day.
1: Yeah. Five-hour energy is not FDA approved. <laughs> no, It isn't? <laughs> no.
2: Cigarettes are. <laughs> uh, yeah, five-hour energy, oh, let's not even go there. You it know, works uh, though. <laughs>
1: Uh, Right, Lasseter's comments about um, recruiting nurses Mm -hmm. Uh, coincidentally coming at roughly the same time that the hospital's mandate for vaccines uh, among employees goes into effect, is there a connection? Is that a staffing shortage a result of the mandate?
4: I don't think it's a result. I think we've definitely seen some attrition, um, but I was very pleased. I think leadership was very pleased to see how few people ultimately you know, decided to leave the organization as a result of the vaccine. It was a very, very small number of people. Ultimately, folks really came around and in um, a lot of ways it kind of galvanized the workforce. I think people are, um, you know, we're, we're happy to see that level of safety now within the organization. And I think it's been reassuring to patients um, to know that, that people treating them and taking care of them are vaccinated. We,
2: uh, we're kind of heading into flu season. I mean, tom- this morning's kind of like a perfect, you know, sniffles are gonna be coming home from school, things like that um I think as society we have um it's natural to think that you have COVID anytime you have an illness so just kind of uh prep people for the upcoming flu season what they need to be aware of and, and then what they should do if they do fall yeah out.
4: so so I mean first thing is get vaccinated yeah. right um and those flu vaccines are rolling out yeah. um we've got folks already getting vaccinated at the hospital I um, mean that's another required vaccine that we have mm-hmm. uh, that everybody been, you've had for years yeah for three years and years mm-hmm. yeah years and years um and uh, uh, so, very, um, um, you know, very, very similar type situation, and, and so, va- yeah, vaccinated is absolutely the, the way to go there as well. Um, and there's no delay that needs to happen between flu and COVID vaccines, so people can actually get vaccinated for both on the same day. Okay. Um, and um, and we'll we'll be seeing some of that for, for sure. Um, but that's the way to go.
1: One of the um, vaccine questions uh, that uh, I think we're I've I've seen a lot more about this lately is uh, pregnant women, mm, um, mm-hmm. people who are pregnant, who have been hesitant to get a vaccine. Do we know what, uh, ha- has, has that been studied and what, what are your recommendations?
4: Yeah, at this point now, um, and I think this was a concern early on is people were concerned, I'm pregnant. I don't, you know, I don't know what the vaccine will do. Mm. And, and I think we've seen now a consensus among every expert organization, American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, American Academy of uh, Pediatrics, everybody's come out and said, um, it is very important to get vaccinated if you're pregnant. Cause now we've started to see more of the adverse outcomes mm-hmm. of people um, who deliver uh, while having COVID or having COVID while pregnant. And you've seen earlier deliveries, lower birth weight deliveries. So mm-hmm. there's definitely adverse health outcomes on um, on children, um, mm-hmm. on infants. And so um, recommendations are all very strong now to get vaccinated if pregnant.
2: Is there anything in the vaccine that has ever been linked previously to infertility or anything like that? Or is this just something that once the social media gets a hold of, people kind of like it?
4: (coughs) That was one of the curious ones. I I really was curious where that came from, Mm -hmm. uh, because there's no real biologic reason why there would be any link between fertility Mm -hmm. and and the vaccine. Um, The the active ingredient we talked about already, the mRNA, is it's actually very short lived in the body. most of it is gone within within hours and it's completely gone within days huh, um, and so th- there's really not um, you know there's really nothing that could have a lingering consequence and even the protein it makes which is a covid protein um, you know your body's going to identify that create an immune response and huh. and um, eliminate that as well so it's a very short term you know reaction that we're creating to get this immune response and um, I mean, if people are worried about the vaccine causing infertility, I would be worried about COVID causing infertility sure. just the same, right? Because it's it's the same protein in the in the <laughs> infection that's going to be right. in the vaccine. So it's uh,
2: interesting.
1: Yeah. I think we've and we've all seen those heartbreaking stories. There mm. have just been so many of them where uh, a pregnant mom has contracted COVID and yeah. has has passed away uh, along with a baby. Uh, I just saw one last night. Mm. You can't. It's just. It's so heartbreaking. Yeah.
4: It's, it's very challenging, I think, for the people in healthcare now because we see what is preventable um, and it, it wears on you, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's where there's a lot of fatigue um, within, within the doctor and nurse community as we see things that, you know, keep coming in that now really just don't need to happen. Um, and it's, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard to keep treating that.
1: Dr. Courtland Katayan is with us from Henry Ford of Legion South, VP of Population Health. i more with Dr. Katayan after this. Hi, I'm Nate Vermeulen. Over this last year, we've realized just how important family and community can be. Our family would like to say thank you. We truly appreciate you. Vermeulen's is still here after 96 years because of the support of our amazing family, customers, and community. From all of us at Vermeulen Furniture,
3: thank, thank you. you. Vermeulen Furniture, for your way of living. Attention auto enthusiasts and casual cruising fans. The thrill is in the hunt, from the sleek curves of a candy red stingray to the imposing frame of a jet black GTO. There's a surprise around every corner. Downtown car shows take place May through September on the fourth Friday of every month from 5.30 to 8 p.m. There's free fun for the whole family, including contests, giveaways, live music, and more. For more information, contact the Downtown Development Authority at 517-768-6410 or jacksondda.org. Jackson Public Schools, better than ever. District-wide building additions and improvements, 21st century learning
1: furniture, added safety and security measures, and technology advancements for every classroom. All part of Jackson Public Schools' continued commitment to our students and our community. We are dedicated to providing our students the tools and environment to succeed. There is no better place for our students to learn than in person at Jackson Public Schools. Jackson Public Schools, bringing our community together to build a culture of academic excellence and workforce readiness. Go Vikings.
3: We've had a lot of COVID patients in the back of our trucks. COVID doesn't care who you are, where you live, or if you're healthy. We have a pretty big feeling that even though the numbers are down right
4: now, we're going to see a pretty big surge by the end of summer, beginning of fall. We don't want to have to see people in our truck because of something that's preventable. So it's your decision to get vaccinated, and I think that you should do it if you're able to. It's safe, and it's time.
2: Just imagine how long your retirement will be. 10 years? 20 years? 30 years? Do you have enough saved? Can your retirement portfolio survive a stock market downturn? So many times I hear, I wish I would have talked to you sooner. I am Brian Smith with Summit Wealth Advisors, and I'm here to answer your questions. We're with Dr. Cortland Katan from Henry Ford Allegiance Health. we're talking about the vaccine mainly today. And one question uh, that we wanted to get to is the combination of uh, vaccines. Like if I had the Pfizer, can I get the uh, Moderna booster? That yeah. type of thing. Yeah, can a, we
4: mix and match? That's a great question. So right now the answer is no. Okay. And uh, the reason is the studies to determine the safety, efficacy of that aren't there yet. Okay. We just don't have enough data because we haven't been mixing and matching boosters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the... the the vaccine the FDA authorized um, through its process announced just yesterday was the Pfizer vaccine. So um, folks that have gotten the Pfizer vaccine will be able to get that booster of Pfizer vaccine. Moderna submitted its data to the FDA (coughs) as well, uh, but we don't have that answer yet. And and by the way, even though the FDA has authorized it, the CDC has not made its recommendations for use. So the FDA sort of makes a sort of broad blanket kind of authorization, mm-hmm. and then the FDA has to be more specific about the population that it's used in. So we're still waiting for that information.
1: The FDA also uh, declined to uh, uh, recommend a third dose for the general population last week. And I think that surprised some people, particularly because it was such an overwhelming uh, vote of, of no. What what's, this, what's behind that?
4: Yeah. So, <coughs> I mean, it was a um, nearly unanimous um, agreement that uh, the general population should not be offered a booster dose and um, I think there's a few reasons for that. The one is I think there's disagreement over really what the what is the goal of the vaccine um, We're still seeing tremendous protection in people against hospitalization and death and so is the goal of the vaccine to prevent um, everybody from getting even just mild symptoms or is it to really prevent the severe symptoms and so, um, you know, I think there are people that would argue that it's it's still incredibly effective at doing doing its job and preventing the worst outcomes. And so, do you really need to give it to everybody? Um, and so that was one of the big reasons. Uh, the other reason is is uh, really just still seeing good coverage and good protection in people that are um, that already had the two dose series. Um, so then when they kind of break out the subgroups and you look at, okay, well, here's these people that are gonna be at higher risk, folks over 65, people that are occupationally exposed all the time, or people live in congregate settings. It sort of changes the risk, ba- risk benefit equation, and you say, okay, well, now in this population, it might make more sense to do it. Um, but really, it's about what is the purpose of the vaccine, what are we trying to prevent, and then um, what kind of protection are we seeing, which is still still very high in people that have had the two-shot series. We're
2: kind of year two in school with this now, and we're about a month in uh, locally, and. Um, numbers have been okay in, in Jackson. Do you attribute that to uh, folks kind of just being within their own, I don't want to say cluster, but with their own kind of groups over this time? And it's possible that um, some of the COVID has passed through these groups?
4: Um, so I, I, would, I would disagree with that a little bit. Okay. I actually think that um, we're seeing quite a bit of transmission in schools okay. right now. Um, there's over a thousand active cases in the county currently and um, I want to say thirty percent are in school age children, so okay. it's 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 still a fair amount of transmission happening at that level um, and uh, there's um, I think that's made it very hard for schools dealing with constant contact tracing quarantine mm-hmm. trying to keep you know continuity of education it's been very very challenging i'm I think like a lot of people looking forward to the five to eleven age group mm-hmm. um, because then you're going to have Really, the whole school age population still feel for the people that have younger children and mm-hmm. daycare and things like that. But, but that school age population yeah. and and they're targeting really um, end of October, early November. Sure. Um, expecting authorization of that, so that'll make a huge difference, I think, in schools.
2: Yeah, I think I think the main difference for me, um, which I guess my observation is, just, the schools aren't closing down for a week, so things like that have improved. But obviously, yeah. the cases are are concerning. Are you seeing? Uh, have you seen? Um, school age uh, kids in the hospital at
4: all? Uh, there's been a handful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been a handful, and um, around the state, there's definitely been right. school aged children, um, younger adults, uh, and I think that the, the um, th- that's one of the uh, I think talking points around the the, the school component is you know, it doesn't affect children as much. Well, mm-hmm. it's not always just the children. It's their parents, it's grandparents, so the people they come in contact with, and so. Mm-hmm what we do see is that children get exposed at school, get sick, and now you've got a sick household mm-hmm. and it's, it's the parents that end up in the hospital.
2: Yeah. We, and I, we've seen that, uh, with folks that are vaccinated, some friends of ours, a kindergartner brought it home, uh, got the sister, got it. And the two parents that were vaccinated, got it. And then, uh, two weeks of hanging out again. So yeah. it's, it's unavoidable really. Yeah. I mean, in certain, certain instances.
4: It's it's very prevalent. And we're I I checked the numbers this morning. Actually, the the Jackson County vaccination rate is about 58 percent. Okay. so, you know, compare across the state, that's a first dose. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that's still, you know, not um, not, you know, we're sort of middle of the pack in the in the state in terms of where we're at. The well, actually, the overall um, overall vaccine rate in the state on the first dose is up to almost 65 Mm -hmm. percent. So,
1: yeah, so we're lagging in the state. From the healthcare perspective, as you see football stadiums fall, you see parties happening, bars fall. We're, we're, we're not better off as, uh, in terms of the, the disease that, than we were when we were shut down. What, what's the message? Does that confuse the community that we're on our way out of this?
4: Yeah, yeah I, I think there's been plenty of confusing messaging in the last two years. Um, and. Uh, I think one of, the thing, one of the things in public health is that the message will, I mean, I shouldn't say the message, but um, information always changes. And um, consistency of communication is important, but it's, it's sometimes a struggle to do that. And, um, you know, I, I do cringe a little bit when I see stadiums full of 100,000 people, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it, it is different in the fence since now we do have people vaccinated. And that, that does make a big difference. Big, big, big difference. One
2: thing uh, Michigan's doing is they're not putting the uh, crowd size, they're putting the capacity of the stadium (laughs) stadium. on the TV, just in case that's fooling you.
1: Well, it used to be the big bragging point of how many people they crammed into the big house. Yeah. Good thing it's not
2: a dome otherwise. But we're seeing NFL stadiums. But you are seeing um, uh, event venues require proof of vaccination. Proof of negative tests. I've yet to talk to anyone that's gone to any of those places and sho- actually shown yeah. a healthcare individual yeah. that. So yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy out there. there.
4: There have there are places. I mean, there are universities across the country that have mandated vaccine or mm-hmm. negative tests to get into games and things like that. So, I mean, there's places that are doing it. Yeah. Um, the 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 ventilation, the airflow in an area it actually makes a huge difference. Um, so when you look at you know outdoor events versus indoor events, mm-hmm. uh, it's that, that so it's not just the vaccine; it's also the other dynamics of, of airflow and uh, and exposure that make a difference mm-hmm. when people are in that kind of environment.
1: There are some t- uh, people that think that the diseases uh, can be treated easier today than it was uh, when, when it was first when people were first getting it. Yep. Um, there have been some advances in, in, in treatment, but. It's still, it's still potentially, it's a, it can be a fatal.
4: disease. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and 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 so the the antibodies, I think, are the, um, uh, really one of the, most effective treatments, and that was kind of the major breakthrough to prevent people from progressing to real critical disease. But, I mean, we still have people on ventilators, and mm-hmm. every day you can you can track the deaths in the state, um, they're still happening.
1: Well, yeah, as always, appreciate your great uh, information. And your time, thanks for coming in today. My pleasure, Thank thanks you. so much. Dr. Courtland Tatian is Vice President of Population Health at Henry Ford Allegiance Health. Stay tuned, the Chamber Connection presented by Experience Jackson is coming up.
3: Collins Brothers floor covering because new carpet is like, ah, uh, very nice. But commercials suck. Don't change the channel, change your carpet. Collins Brothers Downtown. Excellent. Established in 1940. That's before the war, sucker.
5: If sweat is your body's natural way of cooling itself down, then condensation is a beer's natural way of saying, Drink me. Michelob Ultra, Superior Light Beer.
0: Welcome to the Blessed Nest, located in between JTV and Tilted Arcade, two doors down from the Dirty Bird. We are a proud retailer of Brighton jewelry, women's clothing, shoes, and boots. We have a great selection of unique gifts for the whole family. Home decor, wall art, and furniture. We also have a baby section and men's gift section. We appreciate our customers shopping local because you not only help our business and employees, but also the community that we donate to and sponsor all through the year.
3: When you open a Michigan-made checking account with True Community Credit Union, you can earn up to 2.25% APY each month based on the activities and relationships you have connected to your account. Open your Michigan-made checking account. Visit trueccu.com. Center for Family Health is excited to announce that our school health centers will be fully open and ready to serve this school year. With locations all over Jackson County, the centers make it easy for students and parents to access healthcare. It's like having a doctor's office in your child's school. Appointments and drop-in care are available. Call 517-748-5500 or visit centerforfamilyhealth.org for more information on how our school health centers can help you. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to healthcare for all in Jackson County for more than 30 years. For over 35 years, Nostalgia Inc. has been Jackson's home for all things comics, graphic novels, and games. Whether it's Spider-Man, Batman, X-Men, The Walking Dead, or even Stranger Things and Star Wars, Nostalgia's friendly staff has decades of experience and can find the perfect gift for that fanatic in your life. With the largest selection and inventory of the latest comics, you're always sure to find something new and different at Nostalgia. Looking for something from years back? Our backstock selection can't be beat. And don't forget to ask about our subscription service so you never miss an issue. Into Magic the Gathering, D&D, Pokemon, or tabletops? We've got everything you could ever need. Whether you're starting a new hobby, a seasoned collector, or just shopping for that superhero in your life, Nostalgia Inc. is the place for you. Nostalgia Inc. on Mechanic Street in downtown Jackson.
2: Welcome back to The Morning Show on JTV. It's time for the Chamber Connection, presented by Experience Jackson. From Experience Jackson, we have with us Rachel Buchanan, and from the Home Builders Association, we have Mark Snyder. Good morning.
5: Good morning. Good, morning. good to see you.
2: Now, Bart and I were just over at the American One Event Center, and it's ready to go. It looks good. Mm-hmm. How? Uh, tell us a little bit about when, when the show is.
5: We're gonna be over there, Andy, September 8th, 9th, and 10th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this would be the show that we normally have in the spring, but yeah. of course it was postponed this year because of COVID. Yeah,
2: here's yeah. some photos from uh, last year. This space is just unbelievable. It is. We had uh, Gary Schultz and Mark Caesars on from Aspen One Hour, and they showed some pictures back when it was at Parkside yeah. in the 80s. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, um, This is just great, but talk a little bit about the show. Is this just for people who are looking to build a new home?
5: Not at all. Um, you'll find contractors there from all ends of the building industry. But there's gonna be other vendors. We'll be represented by banks, okay? Uh, I believe we have a chiropractor. There's an a, a, a investment firm that'll be there. So typical of any show of this nature, we have kind of a cross-section of the whole community there. And it's one of the good reasons to come down. You don't have to be building a house to come find something of interest.
1: Yeah, with the spring show, it's people getting their uh, house ready for the summer and- So with the change in seasons, is it going to have a different focus?
5: Well, yes and no, Bart. We'll still have landscapers there, and we'll still have the people that are traditionally there for the spring show. But maybe the focus for the customers coming to see the show will be a little different. Mm -hmm. They may be thinking in terms of projects I can do over the winter to be prepared for the spring. Or things that I want to do to my house before next year happens. And also discussing with the contractors, when can they come and work with them? It's, it's, that's been a difficult. Yeah, that's a that's the great yeah. question. It you really might is. want to put
2: a down payment for 2025 when you're at one of these places.
5: <laughs> well, and, and, and that's not, Andy, completely out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the contractors right now are back up a year, year and a half, which is in a way kind of good. We're seeing lumber prices coming down. Yep. And maybe to a very, very small degree, some of the, the labor shortages mm-hmm. resolving themselves. So mm-hmm. yes, definitely, we've all learned to look ahead where we haven't, in years past, had yeah. to do that.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, we've heard, heard some strange uh, stories. Of course, people were buying lumber like they were uh, paying market price for lobster at one point. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, talk about uh, some, of the, uh, some of the new things that, that people will see this year, some of the, maybe some new vendors.
5: Well, let's see, so the, the old standbys are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Our contractors are always there, but they're going to have, probably more importantly, new items. Um, they're going to have the latest in interior decorating mm-hmm. or the latest in cabinetry. Um, conceivably, I don't know what roofing or what new trends are available for landscaping. In each of those things, we're going to be important to those people that are there yeah. showing. I don't know that there's going to be any radical new ways to build a house yeah. or, you know, yeah. or, or to carpet a floor, but there's going to be new items to use to do that.
2: Rachel, do you have any uh, home projects that you're looking to pick up some tips tips yeah. for at this?
0: Well, I've gone to this show many times over the years. I always enjoy it. I'm not a builder at all. <laughs> I'm not a fixer. <laughs> so a lot of those things are really attractive. Um, I know my kids like to jump in the uh, sample showers,
5: oh, yeah. <laughs> the shower oh, yeah. stalls. Yeah. And
0: yeah. So we have adventures like that. But... Yeah, no projects at the moment, but I would definitely look for. I might be one of those 2025 kind of people. Yeah, I yeah, understand. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. You can't and, and with a home, you can't do everything all at once. No, it of takes course it not. takes a long time. What uh, what are some uh, what are some products or projects that you've noticed that have become popular over over COVID? So
5: landscaping has been one thing that's really been yeah. big. Um, as people have stayed home, I don't know if they're getting a chance to look at their yard because they're spending more time at home or what, but they've decided they wanted to do something different with that. Mm -hmm. And as well, in the house, you know, I need a home office or it's, you know, we're home now. We're we're not going out. We're going to redo the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's room for more space for the kids in the basement. So home remodeling projects have been big. for all types of things.
2: Have you been able to do any home remodeling over the last 18 months? (laughs) No, but I'm going to.
1: (laughs) I've noticed landscaping, though. I've noticed some uh, unbelievable uh, landscaping uh, work throughout the community uh, this year. The soapers. Have you seen the soapers? Which soapers? Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable there. Adam? It's beautiful. I haven't seen that, but I'll I'll be driving (laughs) by today.
5: (laughs) Well, I know at our house, Barbara told me that we needed a new exercise room. Oh. So that meant we needed to paint and change the flooring and moldings and trim out mm-hmm. the exercise room that she uses.
2: And uh, yeah. home, home remodeling can be addicting, can't it, Mark? Once you do one thing, you got to do the other. And it's good to it, kind of go in and see the well, finished product. yeah.
5: In, in our particular case, the next bedroom now is, needs yeah. to be done because it doesn't keep up with the first one we did. You know, <laughs> you, you know, that's all part of the fun.
2: Oh, that's funny. I think the internet has changed how we uh, take care of the inside of our house because you can just, you know, you never knew what the inside of someone's house looked like unless you were invited in. Now it seems like everyone just, you know, with pictures and social media and Pinterest, everyone's kind of showing off their home now.
5: Well, not only that, but people are getting on the internet and seeing other people's homes or seeing this YouTube or that Pinterest or whatever. Well, I need to do this to my floor. I need to paint or I need whatever.
2: Yeah, some of the DIY projects, Absolutely. Uh, you uh, yeah, just plug up YouTube and some of them you can figure out how to do.
5: Well, and, and that's another nice reason to go to the home shop. Yeah. People are thinking about DIY stuff. There will mm-hmm. be supplies there, people selling supplies or people to give them advice. And, you know, it, it all goes hand in hand with everything that we see happening. COVID has been a hassle for everybody, yeah. but it's changed the way we've done things and it, it's
2: worked out well. So it's uh, October 8th through 10th. How does one get tickets?
5: Well, there are tickets here. If they want to stop by, we're going to have them scattered around town at different places. If they'll get on our website, jacksonhomeshow.com, they can print a buy one, get one free ticket, and just show us your phone when you come in or we'll have them at the door. It's only $5 and it's a pretty good bargain.
2: Awesome, yeah, only five bucks to get in. And yeah. even if you have not been to the American One Event Center, it's worth the five just to get in and see that it, thing. It's a
5: wonderful building. We were very fortunate in 2020. We had the first big show in there. Mm-hmm. And we closed on Sunday and the building, the state was shut down on Monday. So we were very fortunate to get it in. We couldn't do it this spring, of course, because of restrictions, so that's why we're doing it now. So we're happy to go back there. The girls down there have been wonderful to work with. And of course, everybody enjoys seeing that building. The American one's a beautiful building. So we want to thank consumers for being our gold sponsor and all the silver sponsors that we have. And we're looking forward to a good show down there.
1: All right, coming up by next month. How about this month, Rachel, are there some things to do?
0: Yeah, there are still things this month. As a matter of fact, Friday night, as soon as the weather clears up on Friday, the final cruising of the year. Oh, nice. um, down at Experience Jackson, we'll be painting pumpkin rocks. Ooh. And uh, the city also says they'll have a food truck uh, rally specifically throughout the cruisin' this time around. Nice. So that's Friday night. Um, the, an astrophotography workshop tonight at uh, Ella Sharp mm. through uh, what they're doing over there. The toddler tours at Ella Sharp this weekend. Um, Experience Jackson has, I know we have just come off of Bright Walls, Mm -hmm. but we have a Bright Walls challenge where you can go around and uh, plot out all of the new Bright boxes on our new Mm -hmm. app. Just do a search for Experience Jackson. Cool. And you can find that. And then, of course, you know, in the Jackson 5 this week, we also have information on Jackson winery tours. It's going to be that cooler season. It is that wine tour season. That warm Mm -hmm. fireplace kind of feel kind of thing. So a
2: lot going on. Awesome. Check out the Jackson 5 on Experience Jackson's website. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you.
3: Thanks,
1: Mark. Good to see you. You bet. We'll be right back. My pleasure.
3: Right back after this break. If you're looking for a high-quality, affordable alternative to the emergency room, then come to IEP Urgent Care's new location in Jackson. It's the same great ER physicians who have been providing care through our local hospitals since 2008, but now with a new location to serve you better. Our ER ER-trained providers believe high-quality care is for everyone, so we work with all insurances, including Medicaid and Medicare. Come see us on East Michigan Ave.
0: Good weather is here and the Grand River Farmer's Market is open in downtown Jackson. Shop fresh Michigan-sourced food and quality products directly from local farmers and artisans every Friday and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Fresh fruits, vegetables, sweets, crafts, and so much more. Accepting cash, credit cards, EBT, and double up food bucks. Conveniently located at the corner of Mechanic and Pearl Streets along the Grand River.
2: Someone once told me that every community needs a strong hospital, a strong college, and a strong bank. County National Bank is that bank. CNB provides outstanding personal banking services and is the bank of choice for several nonprofit organizations that serve our communities. It's an honor to be part of the growth of the communities we serve in Jackson, Billville, Lenaway, and Callum counties. And we're proud to help local businesses expand and succeed. CNB is banking that stays in the community. I'm Ben Creech, principal of Paragon Charter Academy, a school that's outperformed the local district on the state test for more than 10 years. Life changed in March when we closed our building, but even from home, our kids thrived. And while we may not know what next year holds, we have a plan and the technology to support it, including providing all our students with Chromebooks for learning outside the classroom.
3: If you'd like your child to be a part of a community that's safe, challenging, and focused on their long-term success, give us a call today. The Pick Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and Cac supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. Our modern facility is open seven days a week, and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best.
2: Welcome back to the morning program on JTV. Um, I didn't play college football, but if I did, I would have wanted to go to Portland State. Did you hear what their coach did? No. Portland State coach Bruce Barnum picked up a $14,000 bar tab after promising to buy beer for fans at the game.
1: He looks uh, like a beer drinker. Yeah, he does. In a
2: Twitter post on Tuesday, Bruce Barnum shared a receipt from Barney's Beer Garden from Saturday's game showing that he paid $14,448 for a total of 2,064 drinks of beer. Wow. Coors Light was the drink of choice. Twelve hundred and sixty fans had that, while seven hundred and eighty-six fans had uh, a local IPA. And, uh, <laughs> were those the two choices? Or? Those were the two choices. I don't know what he tipped. Oh. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I fresh it. squeezed IPA or Coors Light. Those were the two choices. Uh, how about that? Oh. How about that? What's the largest tab you've ever picked up? <laughs>
1: well. It's not that high. but It sure as
2: heck isn't. uh, Wow. You must make good money.
1: I think one of the weddings, uh, one of the Holly weddings, might have been one of the biggest tabs I picked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: like when your kids got married? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like
1: when you got married? Oh. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And I was, as we know, I got married like, you know, people think the recession was 2008, but the recession was 2007, so I didn't get, you know, I need to have another wedding, we got recession cash gifts. I need, like no one gave us any, I got a $10 bill from someone that really? day in recession. Who was it? I can't say, because they're now a nurse in the Philippines. <laughs> God. Anyone else get married during the recession?
1: Well, you know, times are tough, but you, you've um, had some nice anniversary presents over the I've years. I've had some lovely
2: anniversary presents, yeah,
1: lovely. Mark you. was talking about uh, supply chain shortages. You're not going to believe this, but guess what? We're gonna see another shortage of, again, toilet paper. Uh, Procter & Gamble is ramping up production at all of its plants uh, because they are starting to see um, shortages being reported nationwide. Toilet paper starts talking up. And it's because kids back to school. Oh, more toilet paper. Yeah. Do they go into the bathroom more? No, but here's the other thing that's happening. Um, The hesitation to go back to the office. People don't wanna have to go to the bathroom at the office. Yeah. they become accustomed to going to the bathroom leisurely at home, and they don't want to have to do it at the office. We <laughs> don't have that problem here, no, Noah. We don't. No, we don't. No, people are happy to go here. You know what? It's <laughs> like a,
2: I knew a guy that used to manage at Kohl's, and he used to hide in the bathroom for like three hours a day. We have a couple of guys that do that yeah, here.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no.
2: I'm not uh, gonna say who that manager. Of today,
1: uh, Mayor Doby's uh, said he's going to introduce a new minimum wage for the city of Jackson, fifteen dollars and sixty eight cents. Well, how does that happen? How does he introduce a minimum wage? Well, he's introduces it in the council votes and would be for city employees. Oh, for city employees. Contractors and uh, people that get grants from the city.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't know. Did you want me to say something else?
1: Yeah, you said you were going to. No, nah, I'm not going to. <laughs> my hands uh, are cuffed. You're going to be away for a few days. I am.
2: I'm going to be away. so.
1: Did you get a, did you get a substitute? You have uh, to get your own substitute. <laughs> no, I didn't
2: get my own substitute, but um, Jennifer will join you, I believe, on Tuesday Kay. of next week. And, uh, yeah, I'll be watching from California. Not. <laughs> No, I'm excited. I'm excited to be away. And I'm excited for you all to be here while I'm away.
1: Well, have a safe trip, have fun, and we'll miss you.
2: Yes, we'll miss you all as well.
1: This afternoon, Troy White, Jennifer Scanlon, Steve Tucker, Rick Walton, and more. Thanks for watching. See you this afternoon.
3: Laughlin's Slice of Spice, located on Spring Arbor Road in Spring Arbor, is a family owned and independently operated hometown pizzeria that serves quality fire brick oven meals in a relaxing atmosphere. Enjoy a